إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد تريفن We're on the chapter Afkarul Khuruji ila Salah wa Duhulul Masjid wal Khuruj minhu. Afkarul Khuruji ila Salati wa Duhulil Masjid wal Khuruj minhu. The supplications for when you depart to go to the prayer and then when you enter the mosque and when you exit from the mosque. That is the section, chapter 137 today. It is established in Sahih Muslim from the hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhuma أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم خرج إلى الصلاة وهو يقول that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم exited to the prayer he left to go to the prayer and he was saying as he departed to the prayer اللهم اجعل في قلبي نورا وفي لساني نورا وَجْعَلْ فِي سَمْعِي نُورًا وَجْعَلْ فِي بَصَرِي نُورًا وَجْعَلْ مِنْ خَلْفِي نُورًا وَمِنْ أَمَامِي نُورًا وَجْعَلْ مِنْ فَوْقِي نُورًا وَمِنْ تَحْتِي نُورًا اللهم عطيني The hadith tells us what the Prophet wasallam used to say as he headed towards the prayer. He would say, Oh Allah, place light in my heart, and light upon my tongue, and light upon my hearing, and light upon my seeing, and light from behind me, and in front of me, and above me, and below me. O oh Allah, give me light. That is what the Messenger used to say, heading towards the prayer, that is established in Sahih Muslim, from the hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas, radiyallahu anhuma. وَهَذَا الْحَدِيثِ يدل على مشروعية قول هذا الدعاء عند التوجه إلى المسجد. So the hadith highlights that it is legislated, it is in the sharia, in the sunnah, to say this particular dua as you head towards the mosque for the prayer. وكله سؤال لله تبارك وتعالى بأن يجعل النور في كل ذراته الظاهرة والباطنة. And all of this dua, it is 
asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are asking Allah throughout this dua to make light for you in all of your uh, all of your areas, your body, all around you, to make light for you in all of your circumstance. وَأَنْ يَجْعَلَهُ مُحِيطًا بِهِ مِنْ جَمِيعِ جِهَاتِهِ And that you're asking Allah for you to be covered, engulfed, encompassed in lightness. وَأَنْ يَجْعَلَ ذَاتَهُ وَجُمْلَتَهُ نُورًا And you're asking Allah to make you, your body upon light. وَهَذَا مُنَاسِبٌ غَايَةَ الْمُنَاسَبَةِ مَعَ مَا ثَبَتَ فِي صَحِيحِ مُسْلِمْ أَنَّهُ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ قَالْ وَالصَّلَاةُ نُورٌ And this is absolutely appropriate to be making this dua as you head to the prayer, making a dua for light, because it is mentioned in another hadith that the Prophet ﷺ said, the prayer is light. As-salatu nurun, the prayer is light. So you're asking Allah for light. As you head towards the prayer. فَالصَّلَاةُ نُورٌ لِلْمُؤْمِنِ فِي دُنْيَاهُ وَفِي قَبْرِهِ وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ So the prayer, it is a light for the believer. In this world for him, and in his grave, and in the afterlife. وَفِي حَدِيثٍ آخَرٍ قَالَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ And it is mentioned in another hadith that the Prophet ﷺ said, مَنْ حَافَظَ عَلَيْهَا كَانَتْ لَهُ نُورًا وَبُرْهَانًا وَنَجَاتًا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ وَمَنْ لَمْ يُحَافِظْ عَلَيْهَا لَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُ نُورٌ وَلَا بُرْهَانٌ وَلَا نَجَاتٌ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ That whomsoever safeguards it, the prayer, preserves it, fulfills it, then there will be light for him and an evidence and salvation on the day of judgment, on the day of resurrection. And the one who does not guard over it, does not safeguard it and preserve it, the prayer, then he will not have a light, nor an evidence, nor salvation on the day of resurrection. فَكَانَ فِي غَايَةِ الْمُنَاسَبَةِ وَتَمَامِ الْحُسْنِ وَالْمُسْلِمُ مُتَّجِهٌ إِلَى المسجد لأداء هذه الصلاة التي هي نور للمؤمن أن يسأل الله أن يعظم حظه من النور في جسمه كله وأن يجعل محيطا به من جميع جوانبه So if that is the case, that light is connected to the prayer and that a person who guards over the prayer has light and an evidence and salvation on the day of resurrection, and that the prayer is light, 
then it is extremely appropriate and suitable that a believer asks Allah for that light as he approaches the prayer, to be engulfed and encompassed with that light, for his body to be upon that light, to be asking for that as he approaches the prayer, which itself is light. So you're asking Allah to increase your share of the light and to be encompassed by that light. ثُمَّ إِنَّ الْمُسْلِمَ يُسْتَحَبُّ لَهُ إِذَا دَخَلَ الْمَسْجِدِ So that there is the dua as a person heads towards the mosque for the prayer. So then what about when you actually arrive at the mosque? What is to be said as you enter the mosque? إِنَّ الْمُسْلِمَ يُسْتَحَبُّ لَهُ إِذَا دَخَلَ الْمَسْجِدَ أَنْ يَقُولُ That the Muslim, it is recommended for him to say, when he enters the mosque, بِسْمِ اللَّهِ وَالصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ عَلَى رَسُولِ اللَّهِ اللَّهُمَّ افْتَحْ لِي أَبْوَابَ رَحْمَتِكَ Bismillah, in the name of Allah. Wassalatu wassalamu ala Rasulillah. And the prayers and the safety upon the Messenger of Allah. O Allah, open for me the doors to your mercy. Open for me the doors of your mercy. That is what you say as you enter the mosque. And you can also say, وَأَنْ يَقُولَ كَذَلِكَ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ الْعَظِيمِ وَبِوَجْهِهِ الْكَرِيمِ وَسُلْطَانِهِ الْقَدِيمِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ You can also say that dua there, which is seeking refuge with Allah, in Allah, from the shaytan the accursed, that dua, you seek refuge in Allah from shaitan the accursed. As you enter the mosque, you want to be upon complete worship, complete obedience, and not to be taken by the whisperings of the shaitan as you go into that place of worship. So you make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect you from the whisperings of the shaitan as you enter the mosque and uh, go into the mosque. And then as you exit from the mosque, وَإِذَا خَرَجَ أَنْ يَقُولْ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ وَالصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ عَلَى رَسُولِ اللَّهِ اللَّهُمَّ إِنِّي أَسْأَلُكَ مِنْ فَضْلِكَ اللَّهُمَّ عَصِمْنِي مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ That, oh Allah, I ask you from your favor, I ask you from your favor, O Allah, protect me from the shaitan, the accursed. Because now you are leaving the mosque and going out into the dunya again, going out into the world again. And so you ask Allah for protection as you exit out into the world again. O Allah, I ask you from your favor, protect me from the shaitan, the accursed.
وقد دل على ذلك مجموع أحاديث and there are multiple narrations that indicate all of this evidences for all of this فعن أنس بن مالك رضي الله عنه قال there is a narration from Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu anhu that he said kana rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallama idha dakhala al-masjid qal that when the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would enter the mosque he would say bismillah in the name of Allah Allahumma salli ala Muhammad O oh Allah, send your salutations, your prayers upon Muhammad, meaning to mention the Prophet ﷺ in the heavens. وَإِذَا خَرَجَ And when he exited, he would say, Bismillah, Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin. In the name of Allah, O oh Allah, send your prayers upon Muhammad. In another hadith, عن ابي هريره رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم انه قال in this one from abu huraira رضي الله عنه that the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said اذا دخل احدكم المسجد فليسلم على النبي the messenger said when one of you enters the mosque, then send your prayers upon the Prophet. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad, etc. Send your prayers upon the Prophet. Like in those narrations, Bismillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala Rasulillah. That is the sending of the prayers upon the Prophet. Waliyakul, and then the messenger said, he must then say, after that, Allahumma iftah li abwaba rahmatika. O oh Allah, open for me the doors to your mercy. Open for me the doors of your mercy. And the messenger said, وَإِذَا خَرَجَ فَلْيُسَلِّمْ عَلَى النَّبِي And when the person leaves the mosque, again, send your prayers upon the Prophet wasallam. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. And then say, وَلْيَقُلْ Allahumma asimni min shaytan Oh Allah, protect me from the shaytan. As you leave the mosque and go out into the world again, you ask Allah and say, Oh Allah, protect me from the shaytan. In another version it says, Allahumma ba'idni min shaytan Oh Allah, separate and distance me away from the shaitan. Separate me and distance me away from the shaitan. Ba'idni min shaitan In another hadith, عن أبي حميد أو عن أبي أسيد رضي الله عنهما قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا دخل أحدكم المسجد فليقل When one of you enters the mosque, then let him say Allahumma iftah li abwaba rahmatika. O oh Allah, open for me the doors to your mercy. Wa idha kharaja falyakul, and when the person leaves, he should say, Allahumma inni as'aluka min fadlika. 
O oh Allah, I ask you from your favor, from your virtue, meaning you're asking Allah for all the goodness as you exit from the mosque. In another hadith of Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As, radiyallahu anhuma, anin nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallama, annahu kana idha dakhala al-masjid aqat, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he would enter the mosque, he would say, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ الْعَظِيمِ وَبِوَجْهِهِ الْكَرِيمِ وَسُلْطَانِهِ الْقَدِيمِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ فَإِذَا قَالَ ذَلِكَ قَالَ الشَّيْطَانِ حُفِظَ مِنِّي سَائِرَ الْيَوْمِ In this version in Sunan Abi Dawood, Hadith of Abdullah ibn Amr ibn As, he says that the Prophet ﷺ used to say when entering the mosque, I seek refuge in Allah, the, the mighty, the majestic, and by his uh, great face, I ask Allah, seek refuge in Allah, by his greatness or great, uh, the majesty of Allah, and by the noble face of Allah, and by the continuous authority of Allah, I seek refuge from the shaitan, the accursed. And when he says that, shaitan then says, He has been safeguarded from me for the whole of the day. He has been safeguarded from me for the whole of the day. وَهَذَا مَجْمُوعُ مَا وَرَدَ مِمَّا يُسْتَحَبُّ لِلْمُسْلِمِ أَنْ يَقُولَهُ عِنْدَ دُخُولِ الْمَسْجِدِ وَعِنْدَ الْخُرُوجِ مِنْهُ So these are a collection of narrations that have been mentioned about entering the mosque and exiting it and what a Muslim should say. وَإِنْ طَالَ عَلَيْهِ ذَلِكَ اقْتَصَرَ عَلَى مَا فِي صَحِحِ مُسْلِمِ And if all of these are too long and it is too much to say, then you simply say the minimum at least that is mentioned in Sahih Muslim, the original narration that was mentioned, which is, Allahumma li abwaba rahmatika. Oh Allah, open for me the doors to your mercy. And when leaving, if it's too much all of this to remember, then at least to say, Allahumma inni as'aluka min fadlika. O oh Allah, I ask you from your virtue. وَإِذَا دَخَلَ الْمَسْجِدِ So what does it mean when he enters the mosque and when he exits the mosque? He used to say this, meaning at the moment of entering the mosque. Not as you're approaching from a distance, not when you've gone in, but at the moment of entering the mosque, you make this dua. And then at the moment of exiting from the mosque, you make the dua of exiting. And as for some of those narrations where they mention you begin with Bismillah. Bismillah, when saying the du'as upon entering and exiting. And that is to seek aid and assistance from Allah. Saying Bismillah, it is to seek aid and assistance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your affairs, in the worship you're going to do as you enter, in your affairs of the worldly matters as you exit, you're seeking help and assistance 
from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be given success in your affairs. Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. That is sending the prayers upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that is done upon entering and upon exiting. وَهُوَ مِنَ الْمَوَاطِنِ الَّتِي يُسْتَحَبُّ الصَّلَاةُ فِيهَا وَالسَّلَامُ عَلَىٰ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ And that is one of the times that it is recommended, it is mustahab to send the prayers upon the Prophet ﷺ as you enter the mosque and as you exit from the mosque. And that is mentioned by Ibn al-Qayyim in his famous book, Jala'ul Afham, فِي الصَّلَاةِ وَالسَّلَامُ عَلَىٰ خَيْرِ الْأَنَامُ he has a book where he talks about the virtues of sending the prayers and salutations upon the Prophet ﷺ. So when you say, Allahumma iftah li abwaab rahmatika, O Allah, open up the doors to your mercy, when you enter the mosque, and Allahumma inni as'aluka min fadlika, O Allah, I ask you from your favor and virtue as you exit, then there is a wisdom in that. فقيل لعل ذلك لأن الداخل طالب للآخرة والرحمة أخص مطلوب له. Why is it that you ask Allah to open up the doors to His mercy as you enter the mosque, and then ask Allah for His favor and virtue as you exit? That is because some of the scholars they said when you enter the mosque. You are entering to do your worship and obedience and all of that is to seek paradise in the afterlife. All of that worship you're going to do now, you're going to the mosque, you're going to go in, you're going to pray. All of that seeking the afterlife, seeking paradise. So what is suitable to go with that? The mercy of Allah. By the mercy of Allah you will enter paradise. By the mercy of Allah you'll be forgiven in the hereafter. So it is suitable as you walk into the mosque, you ask for the mercy of Allah. Because all of this worship and obedience, you're doing it for the afterlife, where you will need the mercy of Allah. And as for when you are exiting from the masjid, when you exit out into the dunya, into the world, you're going to go about your worldly affairs. You're going to go to work. You're going to do your trade. You're going about your worldly affairs as you exit from the mosque. So then it is suitable and appropriate to ask Allah for His favor. To bless you in your worldly affairs and your business and your work. And to ask Allah for His virtue and His favor in those affairs for you. So it is a suitable thing to be asking Allah as you exit from the mosque to your worldly affairs. That is perhaps the wisdom as to why you ask Allah for His mercy as you enter the mosque and why you ask Allah for His favor and virtue upon you, His blessings upon you as you exit the mosque. And that is mentioned in the Qur'an or indicated in the Qur'an when Allah said, فَإِذَا قُضِيَّةِ الصَّلَاةُ فَانْتَشِرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَبَتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ when the prayer is finished, then disperse into the land and seek from the favors of Allah. In your business, in your trade, in your worldly matters, go out then and seek the favors of Allah after the prayer has finished. So that is why you ask Allah for His favors as you exit. 
There's another uh, explanation some of the scholars gave. قيل لأن من دخل المسجد فإنه ينشغل بما يقربه إلى الله ونيل ثوابه وجنته فناسب ذكر الرحمة. This is actually very similar. Uh, they said the person who goes into the mosque, then you are going to be preoccupied with seeking closeness to Allah and seeking the reward from Allah and paradise from Allah. So all of that requires the mercy of Allah. And when you exit, وَإِذَا خَرَجَ مِنَ الْمَسْجِدِ إِنْتَشَرَ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِبْتِغَاءَ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ لِرِزْقِهِ الطَّيِّبُ وَالْحَلَالِ فَنَاسَبَ ذِكْرُ الْفَضْلِ and as you exit from the mosque and you disperse in the land, seeking the uh, favors of Allah in your rizq, in your halal income, then it is suitable to ask Allah for His favor, His virtue, His blessings upon you as you exit into your worldly affairs. وَقَدْ دَلَّتِ النُّصُوصُ الْمُتَقَدِّمَةُ عَلَىٰ أَهْمِيَّةِ التعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم والالتجاء إلى الله عز وجل منه سواء عند دخول المسجد أو عند الخروج منه وفي الدخول يقول كما في حديث عبد الله بن عمر المتقدم أعوذ بالله العظيم وبوجهه الكريم وسلطانه القديم من الشيطان الرجيم and also the texts that preceded have indicated the importance of seeking refuge in Allah from the shaitan and asking Allah for safeguarding from the shaitan, whether it is entering the mosque or exiting. In both circumstances you can do that. Asking Allah to protect you from the whisperings of the shaitan as you go into the mosque and do your worship. And asking Allah for protection from the deception of the shaitan as you go out into the worldly affairs. So that is something that can be done in both instances. And it mentions about the one who says that as he exits, that the shaitan then says, حُفِظَ minni سَائِرَ الْيَوْمِ That this person is now safeguarded from me for the whole of the day, for the rest of the day. And also it was mentioned, as you exit, you say, اللَّهُمَ عَصِمْنِي مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ Oh Allah, protect me from the shaitan. وَمَا مِنْ شَكٍ أَنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ حَرِيصٌ عَلَى الْإِنسَانِ غَايَةَ الْحِرْصِ And there is no doubt that the shaitan makes the best and the greatest of effort he can against a person. عِنْدَ دُخُولِ الْمَسْجِدِ لَيَصُدَّهُ عَنْ صَلَاتِهِ As you are entering the mosque, the shaitan makes the greatest effort to try and block you from your prayer. وَلِيَفُوتَ عَلَيْهِ خَيْرُهَا And that you miss the goodness from that prayer. وَلْيُقَلِّلْ حَظَّهُ وَنَصِيبَهُ مِنَ الرَّحْمَةِ الَّتِي تُنَالُ بِهَا And to minimize your benefit that you would receive from that prayer. Meaning as you go into the mosque, the shaitan is keen to try and distract you and disturb you. So that when you go into the mosque and pray, and you come out afterwards, you come out with the minimum reward. Distracted you and disturbed you throughout the prayer and whispered, so that you come out of the mosque after the prayer with the minimum reward. That is what the shaitan wishes to do. You're already going to the mosque, you're entering the mosque, so what can the shaitan do now? The best he can do now is to minimize your reward. So that is what he does. Attempts to minimize your reward as you are in that prayer. 
So you ask Allah for protection from the whisperings of the shaitan so you can be focused fully on that worship and ibadah as you are in the mosque. وَحَرِيسٌ غَايَةَ الْحُرْصِ عَلَى الْإِنسَانِ عِنْدَ خُرُوجِهِ مِنَ الْمَسْجِدِ لِيَسُوقَهُ إِلَى أَمَاكِنِ الْحَرَامِ وَلِيُوقِعَهُ فِي مَوَاطِنَ الْرَيْبِ And as you depart from the mosque, the shaitan is keen to try and drive you, to take you, to drag you to the haram places and to cause you to go to the doubtful places where halal and haram is occurring, where it can drag you on to other haram things happening. The shaitan is keen when you walk out of the mosque into the world to try and pull you away to some place of haram. وَقَدْ في الحديث أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إن الشيطان قاعد لابن آدم بأطرقه And it's mentioned in a hadith authentic that the shaytan sits waiting for people in their pathway. Where you're gonna go, shaytan is sitting there waiting to try and drag you into some haram, into some place of uh, haram. أي في كل طريق يسلكه الإنسان سواء كان طريق خير أو طريق شر فإن كان طريق خير قاعد له فيه ليثبطه عنه وليثنيه عن المضيء فيه So the hadith says shaytan is waiting at every pathway for you Whether it is a pathway to good or a pathway to evil even your pathways to good, the shaitan is waiting for you there. Going to the mosque is a pathway to good, but the shaitan is still waiting on that pathway too. To try at least to minimize the good you're going to get on that pathway. To minimize the good you're going to get in the mosque when you're there. You're on the pathway to a lesson, a pathway to good. But the shaitan is waiting on that pathway to minimize your benefit when you get to the lesson. Minimize what you learn, minimize what you uh, understand, distract your mind to minimize your benefit. So even when you're on the pathways to good, the shaitan is on those pathways too, to try to at least minimize the good you get from those pathways. And as for the pathways to evil, then that's obvious to drag you further away into that evil وَإِنْ كَانَ بِخِلَافِ ذَلِكَ قَعَدَ لَهُ فِيهِ لِيَشَجِّعَهُ عَلَى الْمُضِيءِ فِيهِ So when it's a pathway of evil, you're already upon a pathway going to evil somewhere, shaitan is on that pathway to further encourage you. Keep going, do it, carry on, go to where you're going. To encourage you further on the pathways to evil. So you see, upon both pathways, the shaitan is there waiting for a person. الشيطان قاعد لابن آدم بأطرقه The shaitan is waiting for Ibn Adam for the people upon all of their pathways. وقوله And when you say أعوذ بالله العظيم وبوجهه الكريم وسلطانه القديم من الشيطان الرجيم 
that I, I seek refuge in Allah the Great, the Mighty, and by His noble face, and by His everlasting authority, from the shaitan, the accursed. Then in that dua, the way that you phrase it, you are seeking refuge in Allah, and mentioning the names and attributes of Allah in there. And you remember from the early stages of this book, we spoke about making dua via the names and attributes of Allah. And that is from the means of the dua being answered. وَمِن صِفَاتِهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَجْهُهُ الْمَوْصُوفَ بِالْكَرَمِ وَهُوَ الْحُسْنُ وَالْبَهَاءِ وَمِن صِفَاتِهِ السُلْطَانُ الْمَوْصُوفِ بِالْقِدَمِ وَهُوَ الْأَوَّلِيَّةِ الْأَوْلَوِيَّةِ الْأَوْلَوِيَّةِ نا الْأَوَّلِيَّةِ الَّتِي لَيْسَ قَبْلَهَا شَيْءٌ وَفِي هَذَا دَلَالَةٌ عَلَى عِظَمَةِ عَلَى عَظَمَةِ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَجَلَالِهِ وَكَمَالِهِ وَكَمَالِ قُدْرَتِهِ وَكِفَايَتِهِ لِعَبْدِهِ الْمُسْتَعِيذِ Bihi So when you make this dua by the names and attributes of Allah, mentioning the face of Allah, the authority of Allah, mentioning all these affairs of Allah, then that is from the means of your dua being answered and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protecting you in your affairs. Those are the duas for entering and exiting from the mosque. And we'll quickly just mention also this next chapter, it is short, regarding مَا يَقُولُهُ مَنْ سَمِعَ الْأَذَانِ So now you're in the mosque, then what do you say when you hear the adhan? What is the dua to be said when you hear the adhan? لَقَدْ وَرَدَ فِي شَأْنِ الْأَذَانِ وَهُوَ النِّدَاءُ إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ وَلَيْعْلَامِ بِدُخُولِ وَقْتِهَا بِأَلْفَاظٍ مَخْصُوصَةٍ نُصُوصٌ كَثِيرَةٌ فِي سُنَّةِ النَّبِيِّ الْكَرِيمِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ تَدُلُّ عَلَى فَضْلِهِ وَعِظَمِ شَأْنِهِ وَكَثْرَةِ مَنَافِعِهِ وَفَوَائِدِهِ سَوَاءً عَلَى الْمُؤَذِّنِ نَفْسِهِ وَعَلَى مَنْ يَسْمَعُ نِدَاءَهِ There are multiple narrations that have been mentioned regarding the call to prayer. And there are texts that highlight the great virtue of the call to prayer. Whether for the one who actually makes it, the muaddin. There are many narrations about the virtue of the Mu'addin himself who makes the Adhan. And also for the ones who hear the Adhan. So for example, from the virtues of the Adhan in Sahih al-Bukhari, Hadith of Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, radiyallahu anhu qal, Sami'atu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqul, La yasma'u mada sawt al-Mu'addin jinnun. وَلَا إِنْسٌ وَلَا شَيْءٌ إِلَّا شَهِدَ لَهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ That there is not anyone from the jinn or the humans or anything that hears the voice of the Mu'addin as far as it reaches, up to where it reaches, that area, any jinn, human or anything in that area where the voice reaches up to, who hears that Mu'addin making the Adhan, then they will all testify for that Mu'addin on the Day of Judgment. They will all testify for that Mu'addin on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. So this indicates a huge virtue for the one who makes the Adhan. All those who hear him in that vicinity, up to where his voice reaches, they will all testify for him on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. That's why it is from the sunnah 
to raise the voice when making the adhan. And it's from the sunnah that the person who makes the adhan should be somebody who has a strong voice and raises that voice and it can be heard and the people then become aware of the time of the prayer. And also this great virtue is achieved by that person too. In another hadith in Bukhari and Muslim, Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu mentioned that the messenger said, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, وَلَوْ يَعْلَمُونَ مَا فِي التَّهْجِيرِ لَاسْتَبَقُوا إِلَيْهِ وَلَوْ يَعْلَمُونَ مَا فِي الْعَتَامَةِ وَسُبْحِ لَأَتَوْهُمَا وَلَوْ حَبْوًا In this narration it mentions that if the people they knew about the virtues of the adhan and the first row, then even if they had to draw lots, if they found no other way of getting a place in the first row than to draw lots, they would have drawn lots for it. Meaning they had such enthusiasm to get a place on the first row. If they knew about the virtues of the first row, they would even draw lots to see who can get a place on the first row. And if they knew about the virtues of going early to the Dhuhr prayer or any prayer, as some of the scholars said, then they would hasten to go early. If they only knew of how much reward and virtue there is of getting to the prayer early. There are narrations of some of the salaf, they say 40 years and they never missed the opening takbir in the mosque, in the jama'ah. There are narrations of some of the salaf, 40 years they never missed the opening Allahu Akbar when the imam starts the prayer. Five prayers a day, every week, every month, every year for 40 years, meaning their whole life, when it was prayer time, they were already in the mosque. That was their routine, that's how they lived. And then it mentions also, And if the people they knew about the virtues of the Fajr and Isha prayer, they would come to them even if they had to crawl there. Even if they had to crawl there, they had to get help there, they can barely walk, they would do it. If they knew of the virtues of the Fajr and Isha. Also from the virtues of the Adhan, it's mentioned in Bukhari and Muslim, Hadith of Abu Huraira again from the Prophet Sallallahu That when the Adhan is done, the Shaytan flees. So he doesn't have to hear the Adhan. The shaitan flees when the adhan is done, so he does not have to hear the adhan. فَإِذَا قُضِيَ تَأْذِينَ أَقْبَلَ When the adhan is done, finished, then he returns. Then he returns. فَإِذَا ثُوِّبَ بِالصَّلَاةِ أَدْبَرَهُ Then when the iqama is being done, he flees again. فَإِذَا قُضِيَ تَثْوِيبَ أَقْبَلَ And when the iqama is finished, then he returns again. حَتَّى يَخْطُرَ بَيْنَ الْمَرْءِ وَنَفْسِهِ so now, after the iqama is done, the shaitan returns. So during the prayer, the shaitan is present and attempts to cause disruptions and, and uh, uh, to, to distract the person with thoughts. 
يقول, and the shaitan says to that person while the person is praying, اذكر كذا, think about such and such, remember this thing or that thing. And the person's mind starts thinking about this happened or that happened or what they're going to do after the prayer. Shaitan comes to the person and says to him, remember this or think about this thing or think about that thing. Reminds him of lots of different things. اذكر كذا, اذكر كذا. لما لم يكن يذكر. Even things that otherwise outside of the prayer, you weren't even thinking about them. They were not even anything that were coming to your mind. But now in the prayer, all of a sudden, you remember all sorts of things that you weren't even bothered about, not even thinking about. You remember something from a month ago, something from six months ago, all these thoughts now come to you, even though outside of the prayer, you weren't even thinking about any of those things. Shaitan comes and says, remember this, remember that, and brings all of these thoughts to you. To the extent the person doesn't even remember what raka'ah he's on anymore. He forgets how much he's prayed. So these all indicate, these narrations here indicate the virtue of the adhan in terms of the fact that the adhan causes or the adhan is a time when the shaitan flees. That the adhan expels the shaitan. That's why it mentions if you're in a desert, out in some deserted place, and you hear the ghul, as they call it in the hadith, which could be shaitan, could be the jinn, pretending to be, as people call it these days, ghosts. Imagine you're out in some deserted, lonely place in the jungle somewhere, and you start seeing figures, and shadows, and noises. And it could be the shayateen messing around with you. Uh, 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 the kuffar these days, they would say it was ghosts and it was spirits and it was this and that. Could be the shayateen messing around with you in that deserted place. It's in the hadith. And then the hadith says, if that happens to you, make adhan. Because with the adhan, all those shayateen will flee. They will run away, they will flee from you. Then it is mentioned, إِنَّ الْمُسْلِمَ إِذَا سَمِعَ النِّدَى يُسْتَحَبُّ لَهُ أَنْ يَقُولَ مِثْلَ مَا يَقُولُ الْمُؤَذِّنِ Everybody knows this ruling about repeating after the mu'adhin when the adhan is done. And that's in Bukhari and Muslim. إِذَا سَمِعْتُمُ النِّدَاءِ فَقُولُوا مِثْلَ مَا يَقُولُ الْمُؤَذِّنِ When you hear the adhan, then say as the mu'adhin says. And it is mentioned from the hadith of Umar ibn al-Khattab in Sahih Muslim. The full detail, it says that the messenger said, إِذَا قَالَ الْمُؤَذِّنَ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ when the Mu'addin says, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, فَقَالَ أَحَدُكُمْ Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Then one of you says, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. ثُمَّ قَالَ أَشْهَدُوا أَنَّا إِلَهِ إِلَّا اللَّهِ قَالَ أَشْهَدُوا أَنَّا إِلَهِ إِلَّا اللَّهِ ثُمَّ قَالَ أَشْهَدُوا أَنَّا مُحَمَدَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ قَالَ أَشْهَدُوا أَنَّا مُحَمَدَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ That you repeat every line as it goes along. And when he says, حَيَّ عَلَى الصَّلَاةِ قَال at that part, and don't repeat Hayya ala salah. Hayya ala salah means come to the prayer. So you say, La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. There is no might or, or power to do anything except by Allah. For you to get to the mosque, it is by the might and power and majesty of Allah for you to be able to do that. So you say, La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Hayya ala al falah. Once again, La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. And then Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, say Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. La ilaha illallah, say La ilaha illallah. 
min qalbihi the messenger said whoever says all of that repeats after the muaddin from his heart thinking about it not just he's hearing the adhan and just repeating it and he's doing something else but he's focused on the words of the adhan and repeating them with his heart the messenger said dakhal al jannah that person will enter paradise so this indicates a great virtue of the adhan when you repeat after the muaddin knowing what he's saying knowing what all of those parts of the adhan mean and then you say them knowing what you're saying and what it means then that is from the heart and that person enters paradise this narration says also it is mentioned here in a hadith in muslim from sa'ad ibn abi waqqas man qala hina yasma'u al-mu'addin ashhadu an la ilaha illa allah wahdahu la sharika lahu wa anna muhammadan 'abduhu wa rasuluhu raditu billahi rabban wa bimuhammadin rasulan wa bil islam dinan ghafara lahu dhanbu that after the adhan when the adhan finishes you can say this additional dua you can say ashhadu an la ilaha illa allah wahdahu la sharika lahu wa anna muhammadan 'abduhu wa rasuluhu raditu billahi rabban wa bi muhammadin rasulan wa bil islam dinan i am pleased with allah as my lord and muhammad as the messenger and islam as my religion ghufira lahu dhanbuhu then his sins are forgiven then his sins are forgiven وَرَوَاهُ أَبُوْ عَوَانَ فِي مُسْتَخْرَجِهِ And there are some other versions of this particular hadith, but it's all the same meaning to say that dua at the end. There is another dua that can be said at the end. إِذَا سَمِعْتُمُ الْمُؤَذِّنَ فَقُولُوا مِثْلَ مَا يَقُولُ In the hadith in Muslim from Abdullah ibn Umar, uh, Amr ibn al-As, he said that the messenger said, when you hear the adhan, say what the muaddin says. ثُمَّ صَلُّوا عَلَيَّ then send your prayers upon me, فَإِنَّهُ مَنْ صَلَّ عَلَيَّ صَلَاةً صَلَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ بِعَشْرًا Whomsoever sends a prayer upon me, Allah sends the prayers upon you tenfold. ثُمَّ صَلُوا اللَّهَ لِيَ الْوَسِيلَةً Then ask Allah, ask Allah for the wasila for me. فَإِنَّهَا مَنْزِلَةٌ فِي الْجَنَّةِ لَا تَنْبَغِي إِلَّا لِعَبْدٍ مِنْ عِبَادِ اللَّهِ because that is a station in paradise that is not appropriate for anybody except a servant from the servants of Allah. وَأَرْجُوا أَنَا كُونَ أَنَا هُوَ And I hope to be the one. I hope to be that servant. فَمَنْ سَأَلَ لِيَ الْوَسِيلَ حَلَّتْ لَهُ الشَّفَاعَةِ So whomsoever asks Allah to give me that location, that place, then he will achieve the shafa'ah on the day of judgment. He will have the shafa'ah of the messenger on the day of judgment. And the best way to do that is, اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد. What you know from the prayer to say that, and then you can say اللهم رب رب هذه الدعوة التامة والصلاة القائمة آت محمد الوسيلة والفضيلة وبعثه مقاما محمودا الذي وعدته حلت له شفاعة يوم القيامة. So the one who hears the adhan and then says, Allahumma rabba hadhi da'wati tamma Oh Allah, the Lord of this perfect call and the prayer that is to be established, give Muhammad the wasila, give him that position in Yawm al-Qiyamah and that virtue. 
and give him that location on that day that you promised him. If you make this dua, the messenger said, you will then get the shafa'ah on the day of judgment. You will have the intercession for you on the day of judgment. And then, one more thing to be mentioned is, that between the adhan and the iqama is a time for yourself to make dua for yourself. It is one of the times when the dua is answered. And it mentions in a hadith in Sunan Nabi Dawood, authentic, قُلْ كَمَا يَقُولُونَ Say as the Mu'addin says, فَإِذَا انْتَهَيْتَ فَسَلْ تُعْطَى And when you're done from that, then you ask for what you want. Make your dua. تُعْطَى And you'll be given it. Do that. Repeat after the Mu'addin. Do all the duas. Then after that, make your dua and you'll be given it. That's what it mentions in the hadith. In another one it mentions, لَا يُرَدُّ الدُّعَاءَ بَيْنَ الْأَذَانِ وَالْإِقَامَةِ The dua is not uh, repelled or turned away. That is made between the adhan and the iqama. The dua between the adhan and the iqama is not turned away. So that is one of the virtuous times to make dua for oneself also. That is where we'll stop for today then. Next week it moves on to some of the du'as that are to be done in the prayer itself. And the first type is the du'as to make when you begin the prayer. You say, Allahu Akbar. You don't go straight to Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Before that there are the opening supplications. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika, etc. There are a few of them. There are a few of those opening supplications that is where we'll begin with looking at some of those opening supplications and their meanings, insha'Allah ta'ala. So we'll conclude upon that for today.